In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Since the time of the Reformation, the Christian Church has been fragmented into innumerable divisions and factions, largely based on a false understanding of the Lord's Supper. The Roman Church doubled down on her errors, setting the traditions of men above the Word of God. Meanwhile, the Reformed Churches, in their haste to cleanse out the impurities of Roman tradition, set up human reason in its place, choosing to disregard the clear words of Jesus concerning his supper. Sadly, these divisions exist today, and for this reason, all Christians can no longer partake of the Lord's Supper together. For when we come together, St. Paul admonishes in the name of the Lord Jesus, speak the same thing, and let there be no divisions among you, but be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. There are three points upon which the church stands divided regarding the Lord's Supper that I will address tonight, all of which are easily answered by examining the words of Jesus what the sacrament is, what benefits it gives, and how it is worthily received. First, what is the sacrament? Some Christians are convinced, on the basis of human reason, that it is nothing more than a bit of bread and wine. For them, it is only a remembrance, a representation of our Lord's death. But what does Jesus say? Take, eat, This is my body. Drink of this, all of you. This is my blood. But human wisdom asks, how can bread and wine also be the body and blood of our Savior? We must be content to let the words of Jesus stand as spoken. Human reason must bow And let these words be apprehended by faith. The God who created the universe with his word has spoken concerning his supper. This bread is the body of Christ. This wine is his blood. Who are we to doubt these words? Second, what benefit does the sacrament give? Some say that it is a memorial meal that we eat together out of obedience to our Lord's command. It serves only to remind us of the suffering and death of Christ. But what does Jesus say? This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. These words tell us that in the sacrament we receive forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. When you come forward to the table tonight to receive Holy Communion, it is not a reenactment of the night of the betrayal. This is no mere historical remembrance. Christ himself is placing the bread of immortality into your mouth. He is delivering the forgiveness that he purchased on Good Friday directly to you. When you feel the wine slide down the back of your throat, as Luther was fond of saying, know that your sins, even at that moment, are being forgiven. Third, 
How is the sacrament worthily received? If you are familiar with St. Paul's warning in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, you will know that the body and blood of God is not to be eaten and drunk lightly. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks damnation to himself, not perceiving the Lord's body. To receive the supper worthily does not mean to be free from sin before approaching the altar. Jesus tells us that his blood is for the forgiveness of sins, and only sinners need forgiveness. Who then receives this sacrament worthily? Informed by the clear words of Scripture, Luther answers, that person is truly worthy and well-prepared who has faith in these words, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. You are worthy not when you stop sinning, not when you feel worthy, certainly not when you understand this mystery, but you are worthy simply through faith in the words of Jesus. His body is broken for you, sinner that you are. His blood is shed to forgive you. Come, do not doubt, but believe. Eat and drink in faith according to these words and receive exactly what our Lord promises and delivers, the forgiveness of sins. And where there is forgiveness, there is also life and salvation. In the name of Jesus. Amen.